and welcome back to the Tanya Burton at the Diet Doc podcast. My goal as a fitness professional and somebody who was 50 pounds overweight is to give you those tips and tricks and strategies to help you lose weight, enjoy the journey, but also build you up for long-term success because we don't just want to lose the weight, right? We want to learn how to keep it off. Today's episode is a little bit differently. If you've listened to my other podcasts, I teach certain tips and tricks of, of how to do things to better prepare your day or your week. Today, we're going to dive into more on an emotional topic because I want to let you know that you're not alone um, and that I understand and I, and I can relate to what you're going through um, if you have a lot of weight to lose. So to, today's episode, I called what skinny, people, what skinny People Don't Understand. Now, before I jump into my episode, I, I want to start off by saying I'm not here to offend anybody. I'm not here to offend if you are skinny, if you're fit, if you're toned and you're listening. I'm not here to offend you. Um, at one point, I was that fit person. And then before I knew it, I gained 20 pounds. And then before I knew it, I gained 50 pounds. So I just want to talk about in this message of the transition from physical, mental, your relationship with food as you continue to gain more weight. Um, your mindset changes when it comes to nutrition and fitness. So like I said, I'm not here to offend anybody. I'm just here to comfort those who feel like nobody else understands what they're going through. And I'm going to tell you right now, I understand. Now, some people might say, Tanya's only 50 pounds. You know, I have 70 to lose. I have 80 to lose. Or whatever the number is. And you're right, I don't understand. But what I do understand is if you have more than 20 pounds to lose your relationship with food is different, the way you look at yourself is different, the way you talk to other people is different, the way um, you you um, control your your self, your self your disciplines, your habits, it's, it's completely different than just losing 20 pounds. So, and I wanna go over that, I wanna go over my top three that um, I wish I understood more when I first started because I would have felt more normal Whereas in the beginning, I didn't. I felt like the loser that all my friends were skinny and fit and they didn't understand how I looked at food, which meant there was something wrong with me or I was a lost cause and there was no hope. So I wanna give people those um, who are struggling with having to lose a little bit more weight that you're not alone, that I've been there um, with certain things when it comes to weight loss, nutrition and fitness. So number one thing that I noticed, what you know, skinny people didn't understand um, when I was at my heaviest is relationship with food. How many of you have heard, oh, food is fuel for your body. Eat to fuel your body. Every time I heard that, I just wanted to throw up on them because I'm like, what? What does that even mean? It's the dumbest thing I've heard. Fuel is or food is fuel for your body. Like, that just sounds dumb. Like, that's not even possible because I could not comprehend eating to feel good physically. I would eat to feel good emotionally. And after two years of eating off of emotions, to think of you can eat for just your body's actual needs, um, no, that would just irritate me because that was like a foreign land. I didn't understand it. Um, So if you're a very fit person right now, please don't say that to somebody who has to lose weight because they're struggling with some stuff and that's just going to annoy them, okay? Because it did for me. (laughs) So, um, 
the 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 relationship with food is so much more significant and well, I should say magnified when you have more weight to lose. When I only had 20 pounds to lose, it was like, yeah, I did eat a little bit more, I got lazy and didn't move as much. But when I had 50 pounds to lose, I mean, I was in a whole different world of habits and routine and thinking patterns. So it really it really shifts the more weight you have to lose, okay? Because it affects your everyday life. Um, you're, you just ache more with your, your muscles and your bones. Mentally, you're not there, you're foggy, you're tired, um, you're more snippy, you're just, you don't feel like yourself or you don't feel as good or as confident. You know, you might, you have short temper or something like that. Like it's just, I know that was all me. Like that, I really was magnified in, in all the areas that I didn't want to be magnified in because of my health. I remember laying in bed and I wake up, I didn't even open my eyes yet. My eyes are still shut and I'm thinking about Mm, what am I gonna have for breakfast? And all of a sudden I think, ooh, pancakes. And I'm gonna put a big heaping scoop of peanut butter on there. And then some chocolate chips uh, sprinkled on the top and then my syrup. I pretty much was eating a giant Snickers bar and it was delicious, okay? And so I remember like jumping out of bed and just like making that. And then as I'm eating my giant stack of peanut butter chocolate pancakes, I'm already thinking about what am I going to have for lunch? I'm not even done with my breakfast, not even hungry, but I'm already excited uh, for for uh, for lunch. So I'm already thinking, ooh, I'm going to go to Wendy's, I'm going to get a number six, and then I'm going to have, you know, whatever on the side. And then as I would eat my lunch, I'm already thinking, oh, what am I going to have for snack or what am I going to have for dinner? Like my the food addiction is real and the food addiction it's like consumes you and it excites you and it's the one thing to look forward to and as part of your day now when i only had a couple pounds to lose i didn't really care about my next meal i didn't care about my next snack didn't phase me but when you like i said when you reach a point food is all you think about food is your comforter food is what you lean on whatever emotion you're having whether you're stressed out you're happy you just think of food because it always gives you a good time and never judges you. You know, it brings excitement to your life. And so when somebody said food is fuel, I'm like, what, is, what does that even mean? So for those who feel lost and that's something common that other people say, just know that you're not alone. And if somebody tells you that on week one of your diet, just be patient and just let them just know that they don't, they don't understand what you're going through and you don't understand what they mean by that. And that's okay. And I wish somebody told me that, but the whole time I just wanted to punch him in the face um, because I knew that was a big struggle for me and I knew it would take me a long time to understand what that means for myself. And I'll be honest, it probably took me about two years to fully grasp what that meant. Because as you track your food, you see different combinations of food with your protein, carbs, and fat. So when I would eat differently on one day and I got sick or bloated, I finally understood, okay, I need to eat differently so that I feel better. And then those days that I felt better, I'm like, oh, I get it now. I get why food is fuel. It's the combinations of food I'm eating. It's the type of food I'm eating. So it took me a lot longer to understand and commit to 
okay, I'm gonna eat because I wanna feel good physically instead of when I was 50 pounds overweight, I, f- I ate to feel good emotionally. And that's a huge shift, okay? Um, and a lot of people, when they start a, a diet, a lot of people will give them alternatives um, of what or substitutions of what they could eat. Like one person said, oh, if you're, if you're craving chips, just eat a pickle. And I go, are you, are you serious right now? You think barbecue chips is the same as a freaking pickle? No, not even close. So just know that it, they won't understand. They won't understand that connection you have. Like for me personally was with chips. Like I would eat a bag a day. So for you to tell me to eat a pickle instead of a, like spicy hot chips that I love, like my hot Cheetos um, or my Funyuns and saying it's the same as a pickle, it's it's like they're better than me. Like, uh, yeah, you could just switch it out. It's the same thing. It's salty and it's crunchy. No, it isn't. It is not the same. So just know that's okay. They're not going to understand. Um, it's going to be hard to substitute some food because you're so used to eating it. It's not like a light switch that you can just okay, I'm just going to eat pickles for the rest of my life instead of chips. It's not going to happen. So that's why I love flexible dining because I was actually able to learn to eat chips in moderation and not completely switch from one uh, food that I loved, one item of food to a completely different one to say that it's the same thing because it isn't. Okay. Um, That's like going from Andy's frozen custard ice cream to... Uh, Halo top. It's two different things. It tastes completely different. The texture is different. But if you could slowly wing yourself off of that type of ice cream and go maybe to a lower fat one, just a little bit lower and then lower and lower, okay, then Halo top isn't so bad. But switching from a super high, delicious ice cream to the most simplistic one, whoo! And, and, and now Halo, I mean, Halo top tastes great. But what I'm going for is texture is different. And texture is a lot for for people who are eating, okay? Because you want the same delicious texture, right? So just know that if you are addicted to food, and I'm raising my hand because I really had to tell myself that. I was. I was constantly thinking, what am I going to eat today? When am I going to eat my next meal? What am I going to eat in an hour? What am I going to eat this weekend? I have the whole weekend off. What am I going to do? Because our food is linked up. Uh, it's it's like it's like our partner. It's a relationship. It's an experience of oh, where can we go and drive to and try something new. So it takes time to learn that food isn't everything. I, I am a still a huge foodie, so I enjoy food, but it's not an occasion to go all out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. The only time I actually really go all out is if I'm traveling and I'm in a different country or in a different state and I try to eat with their you know what's popular in that town. But I don't do it in my everyday life uh, because I need energy for my everyday life. I need to help my clients and I want to be energetic for my family. And so I know to eat a little bit differently so that I have the best energy possible to get through my day and not be sluggish or tired or bloated or hangry or, you know. Um, So I think it's really important to know that if you constantly think of food or you struggle with food or any emotion that comes up you link it straight to food just know that's okay and it's going to take some time to learn how to control it 
um, like I said, I was addicted to food. So for me to be unaddicted uh, took a long time. It took way longer than somebody telling me on week one, hey, you just just change this or just think of food as fuel. No, mm-mm, that ain't even my language. Took me two years. Five years into it, now I feel 100% more confident in my food decisions and controlling, but not in a week. Number two, the scale doesn't matter. I cannot tell you how many times people tell me that. Scale doesn't matter. It only matters about what you wear. It only matters how you feel. That is the dumbest advice I've ever heard. That advice costed me to gain 50 pounds. So when people say the scale doesn't matter, I want to shake them and say, please don't say that as as if it's an empowerment. You're doing a disservice to your people. I can't tell you how many times I stopped weighing myself and I started gaining weight, but I'm like, oh, but I still feel okay. And I was like telling myself all these lies and like, oh, but I feel like I've lost inches, but I still look the same. So it's like, I am working out, but I'm not, I'm still in the same clothes size. So it was like this wishy-washy, I'm making progress, I'm not making progress. You have to weigh yourself to see progress. The problem is most people identify themselves with the scale. They identify their day with the scale. So if they wake up and they weigh less, their day's awesome. If they wake up and they weigh more, their day's crap and they just wanna eat everything. And that's gonna be true for a while. But I know after about three to four weeks of weighing myself every day, the first couple weeks was painful. But after that, you see it as a tool. You see it as a way to write down data and use it um, as a way to help you continue with your weight loss. Because if you plateaued, great, we're gonna change this. If you lost weight, great, just keep doing what you're doing. And that was so refreshing to me. So when people say don't weigh yourself, I want to scream. I have so many people that come in and do an in-body scan. And as they weigh themselves on the scan, tears pour down on their face. And I go, what's going on? And they go, I haven't weighed myself in a few years. And I go, why not? And she goes, because somebody told me, you know, you're not, your identity isn't your, the number on the scale. You need to put it away. It doesn't matter. And I go, apparently it does if you're crying. So please, 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 please weigh yourself. And you could weigh yourself any way you want to, whether that's every three days, every 10 days, once a month, every single day, find out your averages, which is what I recommend. But the scale truly matters because it's telling you data. That's like saying, don't take progress pictures and don't do measurements. Just hope and wish that you see progress. No, you need to write it down. You need data to make sure you're on the right track, to make sure you're losing weight. So, uh, like I said, I can't tell you how many people say that, you know, I heard I shouldn't weigh myself. I, you know, I, and I go, how, does, how did that help you? If you didn't weigh yourself, they're like, well, I gained 20 pounds or I gained 100 pounds. I'm like, yeah. Did you know if you lost a significant amount of weight or any weight and you continue to weigh yourself every day, you're less likely to regain the weight back. But if you lose weight and you didn't know how much you lost and then they, people continue to say, don't, don't use the scale, you will easily creep up in weight and not even realize it. Your scale is an accountability, okay? It's an accountability to make sure, hey, these are your habits, this is what's happening. And if you're over a five or 10 minute mark, that should be a red flag to get right back down, okay? 
But if you don't have a skill, you don't have accountability, that's why we gain weight, okay? So the scale doesn't matter. It does matter. But it isn't your identity. Just because it's a number on a scale doesn't mean you're not awesome or, you know, you know, like a lot of us feel like a loser or we're just awful people if we're up a pound or down a pound. No, you're still awesome, okay? But I encourage you to weigh yourself. Please weigh yourself if you're dieting, if you're trying to lose weight. Weigh yourself when you maintained your weight, when you hit your goal weight. And weigh yourself if you want to gain weight. You can use all three of those um, and write it in a journal and figure out, okay, am I on the right track? Am I not? What it needs to change? Because if you don't have any data, ain't nothing going to change and things are only going to get worse. The only people I have found this is the scale doesn't matter are people who have never had to lose a significant amount of weight. Because if they did, they'd understand how much the scale does matter. So again, these are very big pain points for me. <laughs> so I'm trying to, not to get emotional here. But your relationship with food is different if you have more weight to lose. Because it's an emotional connection, not just a physical connection. And the scale does matter. Okay, make it your friend. Make it as somebody who's telling you the honest truth of, hey, this is what's going on today. You could either use this information to have a killer tomorrow when you weigh yourself, or you can freaking just blow it today. It's up to you. But if you step on the scale, it dictates your habits for the next day. So I'll give you an example. Before, I would get upset if I weighed on the scale and I was over what I thought I would be because we all have a number in our head, right? But then once I start losing weight, I'm like, okay, before I step on the scale, I'll be happy if I see this. But if I still see the same number, ooh, I'ma crush it today. And guess what? It was like day three of seeing the same number. And I go, you know what? Today I'm gonna be spot on. I'm gonna eat this, this, and this. I'm gonna drink this. This will be my workout. I'm gonna go for an extra 20 minute walk. I'm gonna take the stairs. And boom, the next day I was down. So by stepping on the scale and motivating and be like, no, today's the day. I'm going to crush it in less than 24 hours. I'm away less tomorrow. And it worked every single time. Okay, number three. Discipline takes time. I was in a fitness group class where we were sitting around and having a conversation. And the person that was um, overweight was struggling with sticking to a schedule, um, her, her, her menu, her meal menu for the week, her workout times. And this one person that was fit her entire life kept arguing with her. Like, why can't you do this? Why can't just make time, wake up a little bit earlier, do it on your lunch break. It's being a little sassy. Um, and I get it because when you're already fit, you don't put up with excuses. But in the very beginning, I mean, that's what I struggled with is just giving out excuses because I don't, I didn't understand what discipline looked like. What is self-control? What does it mean to have willpower all day, every day? It's like, like I said, a foreign land. And so when people would get irritated with me of like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? It wasn't part of my habits. It wasn't part of my thinking pattern. It wasn't part of my system for the day or for the week or for the weekend. And so discipline is a muscle. The more you work it out, the more you flex it, the stronger it gets. Okay, 
So it's gonna take longer than a month or six months or a year to create discipline. Everyone thinks you're gonna create it a lot faster. You're not. Um, it's gonna take a lot longer because you're gonna have a couple of days without it, a week, a month without it. So you gotta keep flexing that muscle, okay? Or think of muscle as a seed. You plant a seed. What happens if you don't water it? Ain't nothing gonna happen. So if you wanna be disciplined but you don't take any actions or commitments or make a plan, ain't nothing gonna change. But once you start watering that seed every single day, you wake up, you make a plan, you're disciplined, you follow through, oh snap, things are gonna start growing, right? Can you imagine if you took care of that plant for an entire year or five years or 10 years? Woo, you gonna have a forest, right? <laughs> things are really gonna pick up and you're gonna see a change. So discipline takes time. A lot, like I said, a lot of people get irritated with, I don't understand this or what's going on here. And I'm like, hey, everyone's in a different part of a season in their life. Maybe this is the one area they could be disciplined in. You know, maybe for fall, it's, hey, I'm just going to make sure I'm drinking my water every day and I'm hitting 10,000 steps. But then come January, they're going to add tracking their food. They're going to add three workouts a week. They're going to add more self-care. But right now, this is what they could be disciplined in. This is what they could be focused on. That's all that matters. So discipline takes time. You have to find that routine. And the more you do it, like in my last podcast, I mentioned 40% of your day is on autopilot. So discipline takes time to be in that 40%. But the more you are disciplined with, okay, like with some of my clients, it's like they're, it's like their norm to drink a full water bottle within their first hour of waking up. Or I have one client, she goes, no, Tanya, I have water bottles by my bed, like a, like a whole bag of them. And she goes, I do not get out of my bed until I drink a full water bottle. I go, how cool is that? She goes, that is part of my routine. That is her discipline. I guarantee you that wasn't like that on day one when she started. Okay, I'm sure it, it took her a while to figure out, okay, I do need to drink water. What's real for me? What's true for me? Okay, by my bedside, you know, I have one client that puts a water bottle in front of her coffee pot. She goes, I can't get to my coffee unless I drink my full water. Everyone has their own disciplines and their own rules and their own systems. You just got to find yours. So if somebody is, you know, trying to tell you, hey, do it this way, or do it this way. You're just going to feel bullied and it's going to push you away from ever wanting to be disciplined in that area. Um, like, for instance, what's really popular right now is meal planning on Sunday for the entire week gross vomit i don't understand how people do that but if it works for them that's great i'm not trying to say anything bad about it but it's i've coached a lot of people and i've only had less than one percent out of all my clients actually succeed and continue to do that on sundays less than one percent and guess what about a hundred percent people try to do it the first couple weeks and then it slows down because it's not sustainable I'm sorry, on Wednesday, do you still want chicken and rice or would you like shrimp or lasagna or steak? So a lot of people try to take other people's disciplines or culture's way of saying this is the only way you're going to be successful. No, you're not. So because I've tried the Sunday meal planning and I just wasted like 50 bucks on stuff I'm not going to eat on Tuesday because I'm like, ugh, if I look at another chicken breast, I'm going to throw up. Like, I don't feel like doing that. So... (laughs) Be true to you and in your disciplines that make you happy, that inspire you, that that lights a fire in you to get out of bed. 
not based off what somebody tells you to do, but based off, hey, as long as I eat 80% of my meals are healthy, I get in a good amount of water where I have uh, clear urine a couple times a day, I don't have to drink over a gallon, you know, um, I don't have to work out three hours a day just to get fit, you know, what's most important is I move my body and I maybe did some strength training or some yoga or I played pickleball or, you know, whatever it is, or I did a bar workout. That's truly all that matters. Sometimes we go to the extreme, like, oh, she's meal planning on, on Sunday. Even though I hate it, I should do that. And she's doing this workout plus this workout plus on the treadmill plus this. So I got to keep up with her. Listen, that's her discipline. We don't know what's going on with her life. She could be stressed out. She would go through a breakup. She needs to be you know, productive and active instead of eating her feelings away. So that could be her way of dealing with it. That doesn't mean it should be your way. And so I think a lot of us, we get caught up in everyone else's disciplines and we really need to create our own. Um, like I said, if you uh, if you enjoy doing meal plans on Sunday, I don't want to offend anybody, that's great. But I always look at it as a coach of long-term. Can you do it forever? No? Okay, then what's going to be more realistic? Maybe you buy all the stuff that you need for the week, but then you make it the night before or the day of rather than a full week's worth. Okay. So those are my top three of what skinny people don't understand is the food addiction. When you have more weight to lose, your relationship with food is significantly different than if you had a couple pounds to lose. Um, the scale doesn't matter. Um, it does. Please take that, that to heart from somebody who struggled to lose weight for a very long time and tried every diet. And it wasn't until I consistently stepped on the scale that I saw hey, it's a tool to use to speed up my weight loss instead of emotionally beating me up. You know, like going through this roller coaster, it's actually a really, really great tool to use. And discipline takes time. You're not just, you're not just born with discipline. Now, there are some people who've been disciplined since they were 12, so I'm going to add on to this because there was a point that I wanted to make. Some people start getting super disciplined when they're like 12, 13, 14, you know, that age where you're like your body matters and your looks matter. And they keep on those habits until they're 20, 25, I mean, the rest of their life. So it's easy for them to say, yeah, like this is what I've always been. I know a couple people who've always been fit and skinny their entire lives. It's just natural for them. It probably wasn't when they were 12 or 13, but they don't remember because that was like 15 years ago. But if you're 30 and you're just trying to be disciplined, just know it's going to take you a lot longer. And it, it they... They were all, they had, everyone had to be disciplined at one point, but after a year or two, it's just a part of who you are. So obviously for them, it's like natural to make sure they're getting in the water, make sure they're eating healthy. They're not tempted with food. They don't have trigger foods, but it takes longer if you're a little bit older to get there. Okay. Like I had to learn at age 22, like, okay, this is what a discipline is. And it took a lot longer. So don't please don't envy those who created that discipline at a young age that's awesome for them but just know that you can do the same thing at any age that you are right now it will take a little bit longer but that's okay because all we have is time um moving forward okay don't regret not doing what you could have done at in, in high school just focus on what you can do right now so i hope this episode um just my, my whole goal with this episode was just to relate with some of the emotions, some of the things that you're going through if you have a little bit more weight to lose than just a couple of pounds. 
because we see things differently than those who've always been fit their entire lives. They don't understand the emotional side, the physical side, the pain of it all when you're a little bit heavier. The, the relationships that you have to break with food, the routine you have to create from scratch and you have to experiment to see what works, what doesn't work. You know, and it takes so much longer and you need more grace than ever before because as you get older, you have more things to do. Family, kids, events, holidays, traveling, like it's already, you already have so much to do. So just have grace with yourself that it'll probably take a little bit longer, but that's okay. You get a fresh new week every single week. Take it to heart, do what you can, and just know that you're not alone if you felt like nobody understood your addiction to food or that nobody understood um, your hate for the scale, but really you know you should be weighing it, but weighing yourself, but other people saying don't worry about it. I'm here to tell you, you should, okay? And and just know when it comes to habits, discipline takes time, commitment takes time to your new habits, your new healthy habits. So just be true to yourself, find out what brings you the most joy, um, and just focus on that. You know, if sharing your progress with other people only puts a burden on you and people make you feel bad, then don't share it with other people. I had to learn that real quickly because everyone had their own opinion of what I should be doing. But the moment I started doing what made me feel good, goodness, my progress is so much better and I was so much happier. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It's totally different than what I usually do. Again, my, oh my, I'm very sincere. I'm not here to offend anybody. I'm just here to be real with what I felt at that time at my heaviest. And I know I won't be able to relate with everybody, but those who are in the same boat that I was, just know that you're not alone. There's a way to get through it. You're gonna be just fine. Just keep going, do your own path. You are strong, you are beautiful. Just keep going, okay? Have an awesome day and thanks for tuning in.